And just a few weeks ago, I had the privilege of being in uh, Nairobi, Kenya with Pastor Jack. And it was an honor to be there at Nairobi Lighthouse Church and Pastor Jack preached for their missions weekend. But something important we did is we wanted to spend some time with some of our key partners in Africa. Getting around Africa is a, a challenge in and of itself. And we love to try and see as much of our work as possible. But also, we love to spend time with our partners. You know, we, we don't just partner with organizations. We partner with amazing people. People who are doing incredible work, who are living their lives for others, who are giving of themselves so that the gospel can go for, forth. And so we spent some time with them there in Nairobi and just prayed together. And, and it was... Uh, such a rich time. I felt like I was in the presence of saints, people who are giving their lives, whose hearts to, to go and live in some of the darkest places on earth and help those in, in deep, dire need. And, you know, it wasn't something that they did uh, on purpose, but just sharing their heart for their, the places that they are. Pastor Jack and myself, we were just overwhelmed at the need. And there's this strange balance in what we do in missions in that that what we're doing is so great. We're having a great impact, but at the same time, the need is so huge. Hearing Pastor Craig there on that video share about how, yes, we're able to provide a, a home for this widow and it brings her safety and security. It changes her life, but still she struggles to put meals on the table, making a great impact, but yet there's still such a great need. And so we can't ignore the needs that exist in this world. We need to be aware. We need to, to be educated. We need to be attentive to what's going on in our world. Need is a motivation. You see need and you think something must be done. There's a motivation in seeing need, but at the same time, need can be crushing. I see the need and I feel so overwhelmed. What can I do? What difference can I make? You know, you see the need and you can feel depressed saddened that I can't, can I really make a difference? Or even ineffective, where we try and do everything because the need is so great. Or we can feel inconsistent in ourselves, up and down because, oh yes, I'm doing something, but then I'm, I'm down because the need is so great. And need, whilst a motivator, it's not something that keeps us going. It, it can just wear us down over time. But we need to keep going. Missions needs to be something not that we just do once, but there's still so much to be done. And around the same time, I was reading Oswald Chambers' devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, and he says this, In missionary work, the great danger is that God's call will be replaced by the needs of the people, to the point that human sympathy for those needs will absolutely overwhelm the meaning of being sent by Jesus. The needs are so enormous and the conditions so difficult that every power of the mind falters and fails. We tend to forget that the one great reason underneath all missionary work is not primarily the elevation of the people, their education or their needs, but first and foremost the command of Jesus Christ. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. The need is huge. It overwhelms us. It, it crushes us. Need will come and go, will help someone's need, and then, but then there's another need. But the command of Jesus is forever. See, the command is a mandate. The need is a motivator, but the command is a mandate. 
And so you know, when I look at that need, I, I get so worn down. But I need to understand that if I obey the command of Jesus, we will truly make a difference. And in that time we spent together with our partners, it was, you know, as, we, as I said, we felt saddened because, yes, we're having great impact, but there's still so much to be done. Dr. Sosten said this. You know, he could see we were, we were moved in that moment. And he said, you don't understand the impact that you're having on just one life. And he went on to share about how in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, We've been supporting a vocational training program for girls who've been abandoned by their families. You see, these girls in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, it's considered the rape capital of the world. Militias there, rebel forces, it's terrible. It's a, it's a nightmare of a place to live. And these girls, they get raped, and then through no fault of their own, they are cast out from their family because they are a victim of rape. They fall pregnant. Here they are trying to care for a child with no one to care for them. And so they're vulnerable. They're hurt. They're, they're dealing with the pain of going through this trauma. And so what Dr. Sosten has done, and we are supporting a vocational training program where we provide these girls with care and support, trauma, trauma care and ministry, but also skills and, and tools so that they can then start supporting themselves, providing them for themselves with things like uh, bag making, sewing, painting, the list goes on. And he said, you don't understand the impact you're having in just one of these girls' lives. We can get overwhelmed and think, oh, there is still so much more to be done. But we cannot lose sight of the impact that we're having in just one life. It's huge. Put yourself on the other side of missions and think, if your whole world was turned upside down because of what we gave, because of the impact that we're able to have. A widow being given a home. She goes from living in a hole in the ground to now having safety and security. A whole life transformed. You know, together as a church, we give a million dollars to missions. Wouldn't it be worth it if just one life was changed? And we can't lose sight of the fact that we are having a huge impact. We are changing lives and we are changing eternities. That people would hear the gospel for the first time, go from knowing nothing about Jesus, not even having heard him before, to now being saved and having a hope and eternity in Jesus. The need is huge and we can be overwhelmed and think, what difference are we making? But we are changing lives. And I had this, I suppose, revelation that the missions is like a megaphone. We put in something that in our eyes seems so small, but yet on the other end, it transforms lives. It's huge. You are making a difference. And it made me think of this story in Matthew chapter 14. And you've probably heard it before. Maybe you're familiar with it. Where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And it says in verse 14, When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy themselves some food. The disciples saw the need. They saw it was huge. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. He gave them a command, a mandate. 
We have here only five loaves and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish. Looking up into heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. What a story where the need is vast and huge, where Jesus gives a command and someone comes and brings something that is seemingly so insignificant compared to the need that's before them. And yet in the hands of Jesus, a whole crowd was fed. Isn't that amazing? Missions is like a megaphone. You come and bring something so small, and to us, we look at the need and think, what difference could I make? And yet in the hands of Jesus, lives are changed and transformed. You know, the disciples said, we we only have this. Or in another version, in another translation, it says, but what good is that with this huge crowd? And we could approach the need with that mentality, what good is this going to do? But in the hands of Jesus, a little in his hands make a, makes a whole lot of difference. And that is the megaphone of missions And that we put in a little. We give what little we have and we think, this, I don't know what difference this is going to make. But in the hands of Jesus, a whole crowd is fed. And I love you, look at this story and look at what we're doing in missions. See, Jesus fed a crowd, but it was also a crowd full of individuals. And we can't lose sight of the fact that the, the impact we're having in individual lives. Here's a crowd, and maybe someone that day was starving on the brink of death, and they received food from heaven. Their life was changed. See, missions enables us to reach the multitude, but it also enables us to reach the man, the woman, the child, the individual. Missions has a huge impact, but it also has an impact on lives of individuals. In Matthew 13, verse 31 to 33, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in the field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that all the birds can come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took. He mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked its way through all the dough. Just a little in the kingdom of God can make a huge difference. Let's not lose sight of the fact that the need is massive, but when we listen to Jesus, when we follow through on his mandate, we can have a huge impact. The seeds that we sow sprout into a harvest of souls. And when after I went to Kenya just a few weeks ago, I got to go and see the impact of our seeds in the nation of the Congo, the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Bukavu. I went with Dr. Sosten and got to spend a few days in Bukavu, a city of about 1.2 million and surrounded by hundreds of thousands of more people. And the, the nation of the Congo has been through so much throughout the years. But what was amazing to see is the impact. You know, 11 years ago, Pastor Jack went for the first time with Pastor Rob and they went to Bukavu. They met Dr. Sosten for the first time and they saw the desperation of the hospital. It was a privilege to go back. And I've got some images. This was when they first went to the hospital. This is the 
the uh, pharmacy there. And much of that medicine was out of date. It was bare. Now you can see it's packed to the brim. So much medicine and amazing to see the impact that we're able to have. And then also to see this was the uh, surgery, which had poor lighting, terrible conditions. So now they have two surgeries with high-quality lighting, great conditions, and Dr. Sostin is able to provide surgery after surgery. And that's the impact of our seed. And this finally is the maternity ward. When Pastor Rob and Pastor Jack, when it was um, you know, hardly finished, had no money to complete construction, that's the maternity ward now completed. Now they actually have three maternity wards, and it's all through your generosity throughout the years. The impact of seed sown into the nation of the Congo. You know, when Dr. Sosten was explaining to me, when, they sta- when he started at that hospital, they would have had five to seven births every month in that hospital. Now they have 70 to 100 births every month in that hospital. Incredible. They fully fund all their staff, but we had to subsidize surgeries and help pray, pay for the needs, and they got by on the smell of an oily rag. They had zero funding whatsoever. Now they have 64 full-time staff, nine full-time doctors, another two part-time doctors, the impact of seed, and hundreds and hundreds of people are getting cared for and helped. They, they started, when we first went, they had two and a half buildings maybe. Now there's six buildings that have been built as a result of your generosity. The need is huge, and yet what we're giving, what we're doing is having a massive impact. So many lives, you know, I could, we could share stories of people who've come into that hospital in desperate, dire need on death's door, and yet they received care because there's a hospital there that you've supported. It's incredible. The need is huge, and then, but what we give might seem so small, but it's having a huge impact. I also got to spend some time in the prison, and the prison there has, was built for 500 people. Currently, there are 2,100 prisoners there in this prison, and we were able to take rice and provide food for these prisoners. They don't get any care or support. And you see there the bags of rice that we got to take in and, and look From there, after feeding all those prisoners, we went on to the infirmary section. And like I said, the, the prison is overcrowded as it is. There's, it was built for 500. There's now uh, over 2,000 people there. And in the infirmary, it would maybe have one corridor, maybe 5 to 10 metres long, four rooms that are no bigger than my children's bedroom. And in that area, there's 112 men, many dealing with sickness, many on death's door, and I don't know how they get out of that place. It's a death sentence. And the need is so great, it touches your heart to see these conditions. They, they said at one point there was over 200 men in there. And we can think, what difference am I making when you see that need? And yet on the other side, they shared how now, as a result of the rice that we're giving to those prisoners, less and less people are going into that infirmary. 
a few years ago, before we provided food, uh, over 300 people died in one year in the prison. Last year, after we started providing food, that number's down to 30. So we are having a significant impact. There's so much to do, and we could think, oh, what difference am I making? But we are having an impact. And it might not seem like much, but, we, but when we put what we have into the hands of Jesus, it has an unthinkable impact in the lives of individuals. You are making a difference, church. In a world of utter darkness, and I saw darkness in that prison, to, to step into those rooms where these men were sick, lying on top of one another with no hope for their future. We were shining some light into there to be able to share the gospel, to be able to give them rice, to be able to help them with their needs. We are making a difference. In Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the world. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. There are people in that prison glorifying God because of what you're giving. And your light is shining. And in the darkest place, just one candle can make a huge difference. The need is huge. But we are shining a light. We are making a difference. And we're shining a light in Bukavu. In Liberia, we're shining a light. In Burundi, in Indonesia, in Brazil, in India, we are shining the light of Jesus and helping those in need. And you know, here's the thing. Jesus, God spoke the whole earth from nothing. There was nothing and God spoke, let there be light. He can do something from nothing, but I really believe that God loves to work with the something we put in his hands. He'll turn water into wine. He'll heal a man with mud. He'll feed 5,000 with some loaves and fish, and he'll help change lives through providing some rice to some prisoners. It might not feel like much, but put it in his hands and give him something to work with. In Matthew 13, verse 3 to 8, it says, Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. You see, we see the need and it motivates us. We hear the command of Jesus and it's our mandate. But then in our hands we have seed and that is the means to make a difference. Seed can't be unsown. Don't hold on to your seed. Give what you have. And be. I love this the picture of this passage. The farmer isn't there just sowing one seed at a time. He's scattering seed anywhere he can. Let the seed be sent out. Because there's need. This seed needs to be sown. And God has put seed in your hands. Seed might be so small, but it needs to be sown. Don't hold on to your seed. Don't hold on to what God has blessed you with. Do something with it. 
And I want to tell you, through what we're doing in missions, it is making a huge difference. Seed is this tiny little thing, but you put it in the ground and you see a tree grow out, fruit be produced, and an impact be made. That is what your giving does in missions. You might not feel like you have much to give, but don't hold back. Let's continue to step out in faith and allow God to use us. Can I invite the team to come? We need to be aware of the need. It's huge. It's massive. It's crushing. But we can't ignore it. But we need to listen to the command of Jesus. Be motivated by the need. Hear the mandate of Jesus' command. And use your means to make a difference. Sow the seed that God has put into your hands. You are blessed. Coming back from places like the Congo, we are immensely blessed. You do not understand. We are in the most blessed nation on earth. We've got something to give, something to contribute. Use what little you have. Put it in the hands of Jesus. And he'll feed a multitude. Individual lives will be touched and transformed. I can look at the need and think, well, what good is this going to do? Like the disciples said, How, what is this going to do amongst so much? But if I obey Jesus, put it in his hands, it's like a megaphone. You might only put in a little, but what comes out the other side is a world full of change. Let's stand. And I pray that God would stir you. Let's not grow weary in doing good. Let's continue to use what God has put in our hands to make a difference in this world. We are here. We are called to step out in faith that God would use us to be His light. Lord Jesus, I thank You for Your church. Lord, we're not here to to look after our own needs. We're not here to be self-focused, to ignore the needs of the world. Lord, we see them, but we want to respond to Your command. And Lord, we want to give You what little we have We put it in your hands, Jesus. And I pray you would use it. Use it to see lives changed. Use it to feed the multitude. We love you, Jesus, and we want to respond to you in your wonderful name. Amen.